0: I have a question. When was the last time you did something really kind for another person? I mean pay for someone's coffee that's in the line behind you kind or give flowers to the lady that's checking you out at the grocery store kind. Well I hadn't done anything like that for a long time until I had this incredible conversation with Megan Snedden, the founder of The Kind Effect after i had our interview and we chatted we had the best conversation you are going to love her our conversation went from how the kind effect even started and why the things that happened in her life that made her start this. We also touched on social media because Megan is also a social media manager so we actually got into some business tips for any of you that are in business. It was such a well-rounded episode but what happened is I had to go grocery shopping right after our conversation and because I had just talked to her I picked up a $10 bouquet of flowers at the grocery store when I first Went in and then I got to the clerk she's checking me out and as soon as she checked out those flowers I handed them back to her and I said these are for you I think you just need a little bit of cheering up today well you guys what happened was she started tearing up and she looked me in the eyes and said no one has ever given me flowers thank you so much you don't know what this means to me today I'm still tearing up thinking about that moment. And because of that conversation with Megan, I've continued to do little things here and there for people every time I'm out and I will be making it a practice, a weekly practice, and that's what Megan's foundation is all about. You guys are gonna love this episode. I cannot wait for you to tag us in your stories and send me a message and tell me what you think about this, but also tell Megan and I what kind, what act of kindness are you gonna do after you hear this really incredible show. As always, you guys, I just love you all. I appreciate you all. I love all the comments. I love all the reviews you're leaving. Uh, It means the world to me. It's something kind that you're doing for me and it really, really matters. It really makes a difference. I hope you guys have a great week. Welcome to your weekly dose of alignment with me, your host, Michelle File. Not too many years ago, I was far from feeling aligned in my life. I was stressed out, 80 pounds overweight, insecure, and happy, but really unhappy if that makes sense. Life was happening to me instead of me creating the life I desired. In one small twist of fate, after a 20 year career as a top Aveda salon and spa owner, I completely changed the trajectory of my life. This one empowering pivot has led me to the top of my network marketing company graduating as a nutritional therapy practitioner, and helping thousands of women make changes with their health, mindset, and finances. And this is where I get to share it all with you. I hope to bring you guests, experiences, insights, and tangible pieces of information that will help you elevate your life too. Creating a holistic approach to success is my goal. Are you ready? Let's go. Megan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited that we finally connect. And I would just love for you to share your story with my audience. Just, you know, sharing how you came to social media, how you started your movement and what you're what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, sure. And you know, I, I love it that I have one of those like creators stories um, because it's not like A, happen and then B, and then C, like a perfectly linear path. I've always been a kind of like roll with the punches and adapt type person. For example, my social media business happened because of the pandemic. So I, yes, (laughs) don't we love, Um, so my background is in journalism and I had pivoted out of that to more um, like photography and more um, marketing and content creation. And I was working specifically with um, travel and hospitality brands for a really long time. And then when the pandemic happened and there was no more travel And a lot of these things required me to be on site to do. Then suddenly I started asking myself, like, what am I going to do next? Um, And then social media management was really the next um, frontier for me because I had had some experience doing it from at least my own channels. And I have a lot of experience with writing and photography, storytelling, content creation. And I found it's kind of the field that marries all of those things together. and especially with the kind effects, I think ultimately my goal was to start telling positive stories online and to create content that uplifted people to see. And I had been doing that for a number of years when I had started my social media management um, business already. And so, just, you know, my world is just like content, 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 <laughs> storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. Yeah. Uh, and so was- I really- you're so green. good at it. You
0: are so, oh, you. <laughs> so good at it. So, like I was just sharing with Megan before I clicked record, when I first started really like watching her on social media, it was with the kind effect, which is a movement that you created um, as you were kind of bringing yourself out of some pretty dark places. Can you maybe share a little bit of that story?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I really like to think of. <laughs> kindness as that thing that has saved me, I think, and that continues to be kind of my life raft Mm -hmm. that has gotten me out of just really difficult times. Um, I've had a history of like mental health issues, specifically like depression and anxiety. And a lot of that has come from what's happened with my family in the past. Like I had lost both my my brother and my dad. Um, at separate times and really tragic accidents. Um, my brother was killed when I was um, five. He was hit by a woman um, in a crosswalk at school. Um, it, it, she was recklessly driving. Yeah. So I grew up around grief and loss um, and processing that. And then my dad died in a plane crash when I was 25. Um, and so we're someone labeled those uh, big T trauma. So they've, they really are big capital T trauma. And so, um, having mental health issues as a result of that is like no um, surprise to me. But what has been the biggest surprise or the biggest journey to me is like, how do you recover? And I think when you go through a loss, like so much is taken from you and your identity and your lifestyle that you really need to create something else. Um, and what was born of that was kind of the kind of facts because Um, I find random acts of kindness um, very accessible Um, and doing simple acts of good uh, has been the easiest thing for me to reach for when I'm in need of feeling like like my life matters and that I have a purpose. Um, And so the sum of the simple good things has really led to positive things in my life. And I think that I started documenting and sharing them because I think that there's also this extra benefit that when we watch positive content, we also feel good and it restores our hope for humanity because as you know, there's so many sociological things that are happening in our world today that we see on the news that have a big impact on us as well. Mm -hmm. So really what I'm trying to do is inspire hope and give people some encouragement as well.
0: Yeah. (sighs) So there's just so much there for me to talk about.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to overload you with my life. No, not but... at all. So
0: I lost my dad six years ago to mm. stage four lung cancer. So there's so many pieces of that that I can relate to, to the point that actually my mom and I have started sort of a separate business from this podcast and all the, thing, all the other things I do, but helping people walk through grief So this is really relevant to me this this conversation and my audience is very used to hearing hearing these types of stories Um, and I love how you normalize trauma because something that my mom and I actually talk about a lot is how we you know you'd hear trauma and you knew you lost someone and you knew like inside you were really suffering like I really hit rock bottom. I truthfully was now I can say I was like in a very dark depressive state, but because of society and the way I felt or the, the way I felt I was supposed to act, I felt like I was just supposed to be over it. And I remember thinking, well, this isn't trauma, like real trauma is X, Y, Z. This is just like, you lost your dad, like move on, Michelle. Like it happens right. every day.
1: Right. I've told myself that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I
0: think we just, I love how you're talking about it. I love how we're talking about it. Like, I just think we need to talk about this more. So people understand, um, it's Okay. And there yeah. are so many things that you can do to start like crawling your, your way out of it. So I guess my question to you is how did you get from deep, dark place mm-hmm. to let's be kind?
1: Oh, right. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, I mean, it's funny because it's hard because people see the result online. Yeah. So they see the end. Mm -hmm. They don't see everything that's happened in the middle. They don't see like the struggle and the tears and they don't see the transition. And so I think there has been, it's first of all, it's been a lot, uh, it's been a long time. So it's been, I think, actually today, it's been 32 years since my brother passed. And um, from my dad, I think it's been about 11 years. So it's been a tremendous amount of time. And in that time, I've definitely taken what I needed, um, from that experience to be able to express all of the emotions. Um, and then there, I think there just becomes this natural segue in there somewhere where it is like with my dad, I cried so much Mm -hmm. and I was so empty Mm -hmm. and just felt so physically disempowered. And so blah, that I finally reached the breaking point or the tipping point really where I was like, okay, my life needs something to start filling up because you do need to get those things out and you do feel empty and exhausted. Mm -hmm. And then there comes the point where you know, okay, I need to start being proactive about my mental and physical health and start doing things that are going to help me. So at the same time that I'm walking on a treadmill and going for a walk, because that's all the physical Exercise that I could handle at that time. I also started doing the random acts of kindness, like little things, yeah. you know, because I think when you do a random act of kindness, and you may have experienced this before, there's so much symbiotic energy that makes you feel like you're integrated or connected to society in some way. And when you're grieving and you're sad, And you just feel, you feel so disconnected from society and so isolated. And I felt, I like to use the word like untouchable. I was like, oh, I just feel so like nobody understands me. And I feel so alone in this. And especially with that attitude where people are like, oh, you need to move on. And when I started doing random acts of kindness, I started to feel like I was connected to humans (laughs) again. And it was a good like kind of step back in the right direction. Right. Right. Um, Back toward happiness, back toward purpose, back toward, okay, I can actually do things again.
0: Yeah. I think what you said is so correct. People just see the end result. I, for me, I call it like my break wide open moment. And I can remember one morning waking up Seeing my reflection in the mirror and almost, I feel like that was the first time I looked at myself in two years after my dad died, and like going, "What the like? I'm not doing this anymore."
1: I I had that moment. Yeah, right. I was I was oh god, I was in bed and I was just so crying. And I one of the comforting things for me was to bake brownies and just eat all the brownies. (laughs) And I remember I'm sitting in bed with the tray of brownies and I um. I was having panic attacks. So I was like taking Xanax um, to help me manage that at the time. So I've like taken a Xanax, I'm eating the browdies of bed and I look myself at the beer and my, my face is so swollen. And I'm like, this is yeah. the lowest that you've ever been like yeah. in a very long time. And this needs to start to shift.
0: It's MIA time. Marketing Impact Academy is opening its doors for 2023 and I do not want you guys to miss it. If you've never heard of Shailene Johnson, I just want you to go search her up right now. I'll wait. Okay. No, I won't wait, do that after. But she has been my business motivator for literally years. Several years ago, I invested in Marketing Impact Academy and it was the best, wisest, and most profitable decisions I've ever made. Marketing Impact Academy is literally my business Bible. I've gone to it whenever I've needed to learn something about my online business. taught me how to start this podcast, use social media effectively, nail down my niche, create an email list, website, sell more effectively, and do network marketing without the sleazy slime. Literally everything. This only comes out once a year and there's a reason. The free resources Shailene and her husband Brett give during enrollment are insane. For more information about the program, click the link in my show notes and make sure you are glued to my IG stories at It's Michelle File for all the freebies happening over the next three weeks. You do not want to miss this. If you are already in online business, you have aspirations to open an online business, you want to learn how to effectively make more money in your business, you need this. This is such an exciting time of year. It's one of my favorites and I want you to be able to have a business bible that will always be with you to give you exactly what you need all the time too. It's like I didn't even recognize myself. Like my dad dying was the first experience I had with anything that I and' mean, like I don't know how the word to describe it I've had other things happen in my life but it just whatever for whatever reason it took me just down to the lowest I'd ever been and for a long time like I actually don't remember two years of my life we built a home in that two-year period and I will say my listeners have heard this story a million times I will say to my husband sometimes, Who put this here? Like who chose this flooring? And he's like, oh no, you're not blaming me for that. You, you wanted it like this. And I don't remember. I have no recollection because I was just so tied up in grief and being mad at myself for being so sad. Like it was just like this whirlwind. Then I had this break wide open moment, cried, cried, cried. But that was the first step to like starting the crawl of back up again and for me it wasn't kindness it was gratitude and and I just started right I just started using gratitude I guess as similarly like you a way to connect again with people to be grateful for my cup of coffee and I just like was very specific every single day to help me kind of start switching that mindset that to turn myself around but it took a long time like Yeah.
1: And you know, I, good for you. And that is not easy. You literally, I know that we're talking about cute and fuzzy words like gratitude and kindness, but you literally have to kick yourself in the butt because (laughs) I think you almost develop new neural pathways around grief that you start to settle into that as a way of being. Mm -hmm. And in order to get up out, like I, it, it was as hard as getting up to put my gym clothes on to go for a walk.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: that was impossibly difficult, too. But they were in the same vein of difficulty where I was like, gosh, like healing is just so hard.
0: (laughs) Healing is so hard. And it continues to be like, I think that's the thing about grief. People think you just like get over it that first. Oh, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I even had a moment in my workout this morning that I started to cry and it was a memory of my dad, you know, just something pops in and here we go. And I'm like, Oh my God, what is this all about? But it does. And, but I think as if you allow yourself to heal and use different things to help you like random acts of kindness or gratitude you can get yourself you don't spiral back into sort of the depths of the holes right you can bring yourself out and I think also accepting that it's actually okay to still be sad it's it's totally okay to still miss people you're going to why wouldn't you it's so interesting how our society has made us feel about grief
1: there's there are just going to be some people that totally get you and then there's going to be some people that don't like if I love so much that I'm telling you my story and you're like yes I get it I get it I get it that makes sense yeah Yeah. and but one of my favorite books is called the upward spiral by Alex Korb it's the best it's very sciencey but it's about depression Um, It's not so much about grief and loss, but it very much like normalizes um, depression as a state. And I love how it talks about how getting out of the depths isn't just about like, oh, you wake up the next day, you decide to be grateful at the end. (laughs) It's about creating an upward spiral for yourself where you take consistent action over time, consistent small action over time to get yourself to spiral upward to get out.
0: Yeah, that sounds, I wrote that down. That sounds like a great book. It's so good. Yeah, the book that got me going with gratitude and we have to remember that this was like six years ago and gratitude wasn't like, we weren't talking about it like everybody does it now. So it was actually like, now I'm like, oh Michelle, that's kind of like everybody does that but not everybody was doing it but it was called The Magic and it's (gasps) by the author of The Secret But she wrote this like other book, The Magic, that is not as popular. And it's a 30-day challenge of gratitude. So it was like what we all need whenever we're trying to create a new habit, these small itty-bitty things to do every single day. It only took a minute, but it took you through steps, sustainable, achievable steps. And then every single day you felt more empowered, which it sounds somewhat like the upward spiral. It's not like in one day you're just all
1: of a sudden fixed it's like it takes yeah it takes exactly and especially with the random acts of kindness too that um there really is something to that that you get the feedback from the your environment that because like oh what you do matters like I must matter but yeah. we don't get that message reinforced in our own minds that we really need uh unless we do that um you know as we just said taking consistent action over time mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you decide you're going to do random acts of kindness to walk us through this. Like what was your first one?
1: (laughs) I don't know if I decided, I think I just kind of um, I love flowers and I would go for walks and I would like pick wild flowers on my walks and make little mini bouquets. Beca- I would just be keeping flowers for myself. And I was like, oh, I should start giving these to people on my walks. So I would go for walks and I would just be like, here, these are for you. And people like, oh, my God, did you pick these? I'd be like, yeah. And we so it would lead to these interactions or... Um, you know, I, I used to live in Los Angeles. And um, as you know, it's a very touristy city. So I would see people that are struggling to take their own pictures. And I would just offer I would say, Hey, can I take a picture of you and your family? And they would say, Oh, my God, yeah, thank you so much. And then, and then you end up having an interaction of like, what brings you to town? And, and so I would Just it was a mix of like giving out flowers or I'd start like giving people compliments like, oh, you look nice today, you know, as I'm just like in my PJs at TJ Maxx like shopping, you know. (laughs) Um, And I would notice this effect that they call the helper's high where I would get this like hit of endorphins like every single time I did a random act of kindness where I was like, wow, this feels really good. Um, And eventually I felt like as I got my strength back Um, I was able to think of more advanced concepts. Um, For example, a friend of mine was like, hey, um, you really need to start making little videos about these and documenting and kind of sharing it because I feel like people need to see what you're doing. I'm like, what? People need to see what I'm doing. Um, It was just a foreign idea to me. And I, especially since I had absolutely no video skills at the time, Um, and remind you, this is years ago. Like this is like the iPhone was not where it's at as much (laughs) as it is now. So I was like, Oh, I don't know. So, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to start with this. Um, I put a call out on Facebook asking if someone knew someone in Los Angeles that really deserved a bouquet of flowers. Um, and I got a message back that I was, it just gave me chills. It was, um, a girl that I knew knew another girl who had just lost her dad. Um, And it was right before her wedding. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, this is just this resonates so deeply with me, because I know exactly how she feels right now. So I'm gonna go get some beautiful flowers and surprise her. And it just so happened that I had a date lined up that weekend. And we're trying to discuss what we're going to do. He wanted to go get drinks. And I was like, well, actually, I'm going to go do this random act of kindness, like, do you want to go with me and do that together instead? I think just because I, I didn't care that much about dating because I'd had yeah. such bad results that I just did not care. I'm like, this person could think whatever they want to think about yeah. me. Um, and so we, he, uh, what a man cause he definitely said yes. And we ended up going together and we made a video about it and, uh, like going to see this girl and presenting her the flowers and it just being this like real human moment. Um, and when I shared it, it went viral, and that just signaled to me like, okay, people need to see more of this. People need yeah. to be uh, reminded that there are strangers that like that really care, and like the world can be a peaceful and loving place because like maybe it's an anomaly, but not everybody is um, garbage. And so, um, so then I was like, oh wow, okay, that was really something. Um, I'm gonna do it again, and then. Um, Gosh, it was like um, I partnered with an airline to like bring a military family together and made a video about that. And then that was something. And I'm like, oh, wow. okay. so then I just get on this tangent of like creating videos again and again and again. And and I really got my life back because I felt so creatively inspired because I'm a creative and I had really lost that part of myself in all of that. Um, And I'm like, wow, I feel creatively inspired. I'm doing something that helps people. I'm creating content that's fun to watch. Like I should keep going with this. And then as it evolved and it just kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it was like, I'm traveling the world with it. And um, it was kind of like developing a name and a website was just something that needed to happen for practical reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I never was like, Hey, (laughs) I think this should be a thing. It was just like, Oh, people are asking me where to go. Yeah. Like, I guess I'll make a website, you know? And, um, so before you know it, I'm like traveling world and doing kind deeds and, um, and it just kind of like took off and became the thing that I I never really expected that, um, really gave me tremendous fulfillment. I've met amazing people and, um, and it continues to just make me smile. So
0: it's amazing. And I mean, I, for me having purpose, like you felt like you, had purpose again and helping other people kind of walk themselves out of how you, how they were feeling. If they were feeling down, it gives them something, first of all, motivating to watch, but even myself, I can feel myself having ideas like, Oh, okay. Because those simple things that you mentioned in the beginning, as much as I would like to say, Oh yeah, I do that stuff all the time. Like I don't, and I'm a, Mm -hmm. I'm a kind person, but you forget about it. Right. You forget about what helping someone at the grocery store is like, or giving someone a flower or just even smiling, like we've become this society that is so in our phones and so in our own sort of space that we forget what it can do for them, obviously, but also it ricochets back to ourselves. Anytime you give a person a smile, you feel better too.
1: Yeah. And, but you hit on something really important is that I don't, Uh, sad I mean I don't know it just is the way it is that um kindness and being kind like doesn't come naturally to Mm -hmm. us that it is a very intentional mindset that we have to put as a priority in our lives in order for it to happen because Mm -hmm. I think it's just part of our nature as humans that we really get involved with what we get involved with um and on top of that we also have technology in our phones that are distracting us Mm -hmm. but it's amazing if you um call to your awareness and make it a priority in your life, like those 15 minutes that I could be just buried in my phone, like making myself more depressed, because I'm engaging in social comparison, etc. I could be actually engaging in an activity that would be better for me and better for other people and better for society. But it's also uncomfortable, you know, it's very uncomfortable for us to break out of our our routines and our habits and, um, engage with a stranger in kind of a weird way. Like I'm nervous every single time I do a random act of kindness. So I get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially I'm thinking of my husband. Cause he's just like naturally so kind like we'll go for a walk and he he's the guy that takes the garbage cans and puts them back in the person's garage like like literally we're supposed to be just like doing our power walk and he's stopping and moving the like doing all these and I always think to myself you're just way nicer than me like that, that did not even want <laughs> me to do that yeah. but I think most of us we are we're just like we're into what we need to do. We're always in a hurry. We're trying to get the stuff done. And you forget that by doing that also does something for yourself. Like, yeah, you're doing doing it for someone else, but a lot of times they're not even going to know you do it, especially what he just did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more what how it's empowering you in the end, right? Making you feel like you have purpose and, and empowering yourself. So I think it's amazing. So have you what kind of like, it's a movement, like what kind of what things have happened. I know you've done all this amazing things, but I'd love for you just to share like what beyond people visiting your website and what kind of different stories have you heard from, from people that have followed you and taken your
1: lead? Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy. Um, gosh, there one of my favorite moments was I got a message from someone from high school that I hadn't seen um, since graduation that was like, oh, wow, God, I haven't talked to this person in like almost 20 years, you know, and he sends me a message. He's like, hey, I feel really inspired by like what you're doing. Like, give me a kindness challenge. And I did. Um, And he actually followed through on doing that. You know, I do get a lot of people that write me and say, oh, I want to do something kind. And then they just don't. I never hear from them again. I never um, hear back from them or I don't know if they followed through or not. Um, but you know, it's, um, it's so uplifting to be like, wow, this guy actually followed through with going to the grocery store, buying a bouquet of flowers and giving them to the clerk at the grocery store. And I, I'm just so uplifted by that or I'm uplifted anytime somebody, um, sends me a video of a, a a T-Rex, you know, know that inflatable T-Rex costume. Yeah. 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 I now I people when people think of me, they think of dinosaurs because during the pandemic I started wearing an inflatable T Rex costume and doing acts of kindness and I called it the kindosaur. Because <laughs> at least put this like plastic barrier between right. me and people and I was wearing a mask and um it people just weren't it, it yeah. wasn't as meaningful anymore for a girl to be like, Hey, let me spread my germs right. with you and yeah and be kind. <laughs> um I would <laughs> So I started doing the the kind of sore and and doing stuff. And so now I get videos from people all the time that are like, hey, I saw a T-Rex and I thought of you or, you know,
0: um,
1: I think that was a good at that had good staying power as a reminder for people to like be kind. And
0: Yeah, that's so amazing. I love that. And you just have such a following on social media. I mean, it's really resonating, which is really, Mm -hmm. really, really cool.
1: So kindness resonates with people. I was surprised. It does.
0: I I mean, in one way, it's like, wow, like shouldn't we just all be being kind all the time? But it's not anymore, which is or anymore or ever. And being being able to bring it to people's attention that it's not only going to help the person, but it's also going to help you, because I feel like that's your your story, right? You were so unhappy and not healthy and just feeling depressed that by helping others, you helped. Two people in the mix, and Uh other people can do the same thing. And I think it's really, really, really amazing. Now, you did tell me that that your day job. (laughs) So, (laughs) the fact is, really, just something that Megan does because she loves it and she wants to spread to spread that. She wants to be an advocate for being kind all the time, but we also have to pay the bills. (laughs) So what, tell us about your social media managing, um, business. You have, you guys need to follow both of Megan's social media pages because, I know that a lot of my audience is building businesses on social media and they love little tips. And I just noticed in the last little bit, you were giving some really cool tips on photography. So yeah. now that you shared that you were into photography before this all makes sense, but your, your tips were really, really, really great. I remember Oh, really? they oh were. I was thinking about them while I was away because one of them, I think you were away, you were doing different angles or something for yeah. pictures. For so
1: posing and helping yeah. people look better. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so can you share a little bit with us about that business and how you kind of help people?
1: yeah, sure. So um I am a social media manager, <laughs> <laughs> which means that I help people put together content calendars for the month that they can be able to publish on their social channels. Um, so I either, you know, come up with all the content ideas and help them either design or film or create the photographs for what needs to be shared online and writing captions and then managing the publishing schedules, things of that nature.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. We all we all need a Megan in our
1: life. <laughs> it's so
0: true. However, I know that a lot of people aren't at the stage of their business where they can have a Megan. Um, So, what would your tips be for someone that is really just kind of getting into being on social media? They're maybe just starting their business. What are some new, like, what are some things you're seeing on Instagram right now? That's sort of really working or tips that can help women make it, you know, they're always so, there's always so much fear around it, right? They don't know how to do it. They're uncomfortable. Do you have some easy kind of hacks or tips that you could share?
1: Yeah. I mean, what I think happens a lot is that people go, okay, we need to be on social media. And then they immediately overwhelm themselves by thinking like they have to be a sensation across all platforms. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my advice is always like, Hey, let's start with one platform and let's do it well. Yeah. Um. And, uh, and then I think that people try to squeeze it in across the week and then they get really, overwhelmed also, but I think that setting time blocks for content creation is really helpful because if you, um, come up with the ideas and you're like, okay, I'm going to film these three videos just on my iPhone and the end. Um, if you set up an hour or two on Mondays or something like that, and that is your dedicated content creation time, mm-hmm. you start to create that as like a habit in your life versus just, oh my God, I need to create content. It, you know, and losing your mind over that. Um, so we, of course video and now is king because Instagram is trying to be more like TikTok. Um, so even five to seven second videos are like where it's at. Um, yeah. so again, like going back to just that content creation time block, um, you know, just hammer it out. And then there's apps on the phone, like Splice or Video Leap are like my favorites for video editing that you can just do it right on the phone and and then schedule it, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you use like a scheduler, like
1: plan or? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's a hundred of them. There's so many of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But I think you're right. Content creation. Now I'm going to ask you a question though, because this actually happens to me. Typically, when before I was doing this full-time, I had a hair salon and spa, so I was busy, busy, busy there, and I was also trying to build this business, so I was really good at time blocking then because I had no other choice, so I would sit on Sundays, I would create it all, and that was it. Now that I have more time, I can easily be like, oh, well, no big deal, but mm-hmm. then I end up scrambling, The thing that happens to me sometimes when I say I'm going to create it all, I get down to the time that I've blocked to create it all and I draw like the biggest blank of my life. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm blank. That's This is why I always just do it on the fly because I just have ideas on the fly. So do you have, because I I hear this from women all the time and they don't have the time to do it on the fly. I actually do. But for the woman that doesn't, She's sitting down on Sunday because it's the only time she has, but she draws that blank. Do you have any ideas for them to kind well, of-
1: Well, you know, one thing that I do that's really helpful is that ideas are constantly coming to me and I think that's very normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to be creative in a pinch, right? Because then you put that pressure on it. It's like, be creative. Um, and then suddenly you can't be creative. Um, I keep a spreadsheet um, in the Google Sheets uh, app on my phone open, you know, and available to me that just says like content creation ideas. So mm-hmm. if I'm strolling target and then suddenly I'm like, oh, oh my God, this would make a really good something. Then I can just refer to that spreadsheet and be like, mm-hmm. and write it down. Um, or, you know, whenever an idea strikes, I always write it down because then I'm like, okay, Monday is content creation time. I know I can come back to this instead of doing it right now and mm-hmm. fussing over it and it becoming a whole thing. So then I'm constantly creating like an idea of boneyard, essentially, mm-hmm. um, of that. Or maybe your content block isn't like, this is the block where I create content. This is my ideation period or content or whatever wants to come out during that period. So then I'm like, what can I do to get inspired? I'm scrolling hashtags. I'm looking at other people in my industry and like what they're doing. I'm checking out trending songs. and like, what are the types of videos that are coming out of these trending songs? Um, and so I'm writing these things down in my spreadsheet so that I have, you know, 20 to 40 different leads on ideas so that when I go to that Monday, I always have that boneyard to refer to so that I have a pool that I can come up, come from.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, and that's actually what I do. I have a, folder on Instagram Mm -hmm. that when I do, I I am actually not a social, I don't like scrolling social media because I can get really stuck in comparison, but I usually give myself a couple hours on Sunday. It's just like my coffee time where I, where I do scroll and I've curated my feed enough that the pages that I'm following are, are pages that inspire me. They're not going to send me into a weird funky place. And I often get so many ideas of what and, and I don't think it's copying. It's just like, Oh yeah. Like that reminds me, I love that too. And I'll save it to a folder. And then when I do have my chunk of time, usually on Friday afternoon to create some content, I'll just go to that. I ha- I call it recreate. So recreate folder mm. and I'll go and I'm like, Oh mm. yeah, I saw, her I, like that. About, I saw her talking about like three, this is my email this week, three kitchen hacks to heal your hormones. Like, oh yeah, I saw her talking about that. And it re-sparks that creativity that I had in my own brain when I saw it. And I think that's okay. Sometimes I feel like people, especially when they're new, they think everyone online is just having all these like epic ideas coming out of their own brain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We get a lot of our inspiration from other people. So it's okay to do a a scroll sesh, as you said, you could schedule that for yourself and see what ideas come to you based off what you see other people doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, there's only so much information out there. Like we're all regurgitating that, Like depending on kind of what niche you're in, you're just regurgitating the same thing with your own little spin on it. So it's okay yeah. if you've been inspired by this other person that does makeup like you or sells health and wellness like you, like that is okay. I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves. You, you know, you're not copying and pasting. You're just taking an idea and putting your own fresh spin on it. And that's- totally.
1: And I even do this for kindness content. I'm like, oh, what are people doing around kindness right now that I'm like, oh, that's cool. I should do something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, What was my next question? Oh, I wanted to talk about reels. So reels, obviously video is king, queen, all the things on Instagram. But do you think some static stuff is coming back?
1: Yeah, I don't think static ever left. Yeah, I think it's still there. Yeah. I think and, all, and to be honest, like who has time to create reels all the time?
0: Uh, you know what? I think Real. I was just having a conversation with one of my top leaders about this. And you have to remember, we're really dealing with the, the woman that has a full-time job. She has three or four kids and she just wants a little extra money in her life. She doesn't have time to use video leap. Like she doesn't, right? Like she has yeah. time to what I tell people to do is just take videos of yourself doing the normal things you'd be doing, like cooking in the kitchen, helping your kids get ready and then throw some writing on it. Like, honestly, that's what I decided in January. I was putting so much pressure on myself with these reels and trying to be like everyone else and trying to make these beautiful montages that always look terrible. I finally decided, Oh my gosh, Michelle stop doing this to yourself. Just Throw some really valuable information on a video. And that is a real. And mm-hmm. that has served me so much better.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Just borrowing from your daily life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and I do think pictures, just like getting yourself out there a few times a week is really what it's at. And not worrying about being perfect messy con like just get it you know messy is what are they what's the word done is better than perfect like it really truly is right yes
1: Mm -hmm. yes yeah because we can really get ourselves I mean I would never get anything done (laughs) if I was concerned about things being perfect like nothing in my world would ever get finished
0: yeah no I agree I agree and do you have any um content creation like for people's content how to make that easier. I think people get hung up on their content creating as well. Not the pictures necessarily or the reels, but their actual, um, their posts, like their texts.
1: Oh, um, the actual writing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm just a spreadsheet person. You know, I always just, once I've batch created all of my content, even when I'm doing content calendars for other people, It's like, there's a link to Dropbox in a spreadsheet, you know, and here's posts one through 15 that I'm going to do. And then I just batch write all of the content or the captions. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's all about batch
1: batch doing. Because then before you know it, you set a timer for 30 minutes and it's like, and you're like, wow, I actually... Made up this story in my head that I'm so busy and overwhelmed because I was doing it on the fly and like just overwhelming myself with the spontaneity of which I was committed to this. But when you just set 30 minutes to get it done and tell yourself, I will get this done, then you do. Yeah, it's so true.
0: Once you set a timer. And you only have the hour and you know, your kids are getting up in an hour. You have to go somewhere. You get it done. Like Mm -hmm. it it is absolutely doable. And I think it ends up being better. I I know sometimes if I just give myself carte blanche for a a post, I end up writing too much and it ends up being way too long winded. And then you get irritated because you spent all this time on it and really no one saw it. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, yeah. it's so interesting. It's, just, it's so interesting. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, this has been really really awesome. I mean, I know we've kind of like separated this almost into two little two little uh phases of this interview, but I think you bring just so much value to specifically my audience for what they're looking for. I mean, all of them are always looking to empower themselves to feel better, the more confident mm-hmm. they are and more um, happy they are, they're going yeah. to produce, produce more of that type of stuff for other people. So where yeah. can everybody find you, Megan? Where's the best place to check in with you?
1: I think the best place is the kind or you can find me at, at the kind effect on Instagram. Yeah, awesome. And if you go to the dot I do have three different freebies on there. I have a three-day kindness challenge that you can engage in. I have a free ebook. It's called the Changemakers Action Plan. I have free kindness wallpaper. And if you go on my Instagram, I have free kindness videos for you to watch. It's just a lot of, it's a lot of kindness up in here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it could, it could be a lot
1: worse. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a lot worse.
0: <laughs> I second that go to Megan's kindness, um, Instagram page. Cause it, I got lost in that. I was scrolling through that one day and there With is, you. Just, okay. <laughs> it is just, there's just so many amazing Posts and stories on that page, and it it can't do anything but uplift you. And I'm cool. going to take your kindness challenge. I'm going right to your website right now. I feel Ooh, yes. tired.
1: Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, there's a guide. There's a yeah. guide in there to guide you through it, and integrated into the three day kindness challenge is. This um, survey they pulled from a couple of Ivy League schools so that you can measure your subjective well being, aka your happiness um, level before doing the kindness, do the kindness for three days and then measure your happiness after so that you can see how it impacts you.
0: That is so amazing. You know, on uh, the platform that I'm connected with, we just started having mindset as a piece. Of, so we're health and wellness, but We discovered that mindset is really the key to it all. You know, if you have some health and wellness goals, if your mindset is off, you're not you're not going anywhere. So we created these mindset masterclasses. And actually, this month was all about happiness and, you know, how you can really change your state. And I think that was something that when I was dealing with, you know, really struggling after my dad's death. Somewhere I read it that, you know, you can really control how you're feeling. You actually can change your thoughts. And to be honest, I think it was the first time that that ever, I had maybe heard it before, but it was in that moment that I remember thinking, oh my gosh, okay, well, if I can do something to help myself, why wouldn't I? Because I don't want to feel like this anymore. And kindness is just one of one of those things that we can use for our better and to feel better and to help others. So thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing your story. And I think a lot of people will really um, be inspired by it, Megan. I appreciate you
1: having me here. This has been
0: really fun. It was. It's been great. Thank you so much. All right. I know you guys loved that one. It was powerful. I hope you are walking away with some value and inspiration and things you can actually start implementing into your own life. As always, I appreciate you guys so much and I'd really love it if you would subscribe to the show and also leave a review. Five star would be awesome. No, honestly, I just appreciate hearing what you take away from the show and how it's helping you. Make sure you're following me over on Instagram at @itsmichellefile and Michelle Moore File on Facebook. I love when you guys send me messages. You tag me in your stories. It's just so fun to see that some of you are really getting some really great information from these shows and these incredible guests that I'm having on. I hope you have an awesome week and we'll see you next Wednesday.